Thin Line Believers is a Christ-based outreach for the men and women who walk the thin line between good and evil, order and chaos. Our motto is, our service for His glory. To the police officers, veterans, firefighters, corrections, paramedics, dispatchers, and whoever else may join us, we are so glad you're here. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thin Line Believers. Um, I brought in a guest today, um, somebody who I love very much, and is my wife, Corey. Uh, so um, she will be here and she will be adding to uh, this week's episode. And uh, so here she is to say hi to you. Hi, I'm excited to be here as both your wife and a professional in the field, at least for counseling. Yeah, as uh, as I told you guys in one of my previous episodes, um, Corey is a therapist in Salem. Um, she has her private practice there and uh, does work mostly with uh, trauma as kind of her specialty, although that's not what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, maybe later down the line, uh, I will bring her back uh, to speak into um, that topic. So uh, this week, um, I was struggling a little bit with um, what to speak about. And um, while we were uh, at the coast, uh, me and Corey and the family, um, the, the work of the enemy uh, came to mind for me. Um, as we know, the most important thing to realize in our life is that the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. In our lines of work, we have certain verses that we hang on to. Um, Hebrews 13 verses uh, 5 and 6 come to mind for us um, in our careers and in our professions. Um, that verse says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Um, in our line of work, you know, with what we deal with and the, the dangers of that, whether you be uh, law enforcement like me and Adam, uh, firefighters, paramedics, um, former military or active military, like we have some um, that listen to us, this verse obviously speaks to us and, and what we, we look at and what we see and how we deal with those things and those dangers. Um, as I thought about this week's podcast, I began to think about my own life, specifically the enemy and his constant work to break me down and to get into my family and my life um, through weeks and through work and through things that I'm doing in our lives. Can you specifically pinpoint times in your life that the enemy is working overtime on you? My wife, uh, Corey and I, like I said, have been at the Oregon coast this weekend with the family. It was a getaway slash um, work weekend for us as Corey and I began um, preparing to speak at a marriage workshop called Better Together, which will be held at uh, West Salem Foursquare Church that we attend uh, in Salem, Oregon on February 2nd. <clears throat> Corey and I are active teachers uh, at the church there. 
um, for a program called Marriage Strong. Uh, as we began to work this weekend, I could actively feel the enemy trying to work in our hearts to derail the planning of the workshop. Working on both of us to frustrate, place doubt, and divide us. We've actually found this happen to us a lot, whether it was um, this weekend and preparing for it, or just when we have our weeks of preparing for Marriage Strong, or as we're actively teaching Marriage Strong, we find that as we are helping other couples to work through their conflicts, that's when we start struggling with our own. Mm -hmm. And we have to have that active awareness of, okay, this is where then we know is to start interjecting as we go and try to raise up other couples to be better with working through their conflict, then he starts working on us to not be able to work through ours. Yeah, absolutely. And we have felt it this weekend. Every time we've sat down, we try to take an hour at a time to, to work through what we're putting together for the workshop. Every time we'd sit down, I personally would feel uh, the enemy start working on my heart, you know, trying to pull me other directions or frustrate me with things that are going on around me. Um, the Bible speaks of the enemy Satan many times throughout and how cunning he is, how he works his way into the things God has created um, to pervert and corrupt them. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 state, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. I think that this verse is great for what we experienced, especially this weekend, with being able to lean on one another and being able to identify those times where we know that the enemy is working on us to be able to lovingly call each other out on it too, to be able to say that, you know, we see how each other is responding, but not trying to take it personal either because we know what's going on in that situation mm -hmm. and being able to say, okay, hey, let's just pray about this right here, right now and give this away. Being able to lean on each other, I think is huge. Yeah, it is for sure. And when you look at that verse, I mean, the devil isn't always going to be a roaring lion. It's not always going to be right in your face. He's not always going to be there just outwardly where you know that he's screaming at you and you're what you're facing. Um, the devil is going to come at you in so many different ways in so many different things that you would never even expect him to come there in, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's almost like seeping in and then it becomes infectious. Like you yeah. open up that tiny little crack and the next thing you know, it, it's just a waterfall. Yeah. He just starts driving that wedge further and further until before you know it, um, he's, he's taken hold of what that is that you are working on or the good thing that you have that you just didn't expect him to be there with, whether that be your marriage or whatnot. So what I'd like is, is for you all listening to take a moment to think about how the enemy may be actively working on your life. What does it look like? What is it, what is it that he's, he's working on? Um, what does it feel like? Is he working to divide your marriage? Is it your work? What is he using to do it? Is it drinking, gambling, exercising inc incessantly, 
even though that may be something that's good for you physically, that could be something that you're using or that he's using to drive you away from your family or other important things to take up that time that's needed in those areas. Um, pornography. I mean, that's we see that as just rampant today with something that the enemy has used to pervert and corrupt something that the Lord created to be so beautiful and to be so good between, you know, a husband and wife. Um, sexual, sexual corruption is the fall of many men, men and marriages these days. You know, we see it uh, in our professions. You know, shift work uh, provides opportunities for that like no, nothing else, whether it be shift work or whether it be um, military deployments. Those areas are prime uh, for the enemy to get a foothold and to drive those wedges and to pervert uh, what God has provided for us as our marriages and our relationships. And really, I think that you can add on to that, that I know you said the fall of many men and marriages, um, but the fall of many women as well, whether they are the mm -hmm. one that's doing the shift work or being a first responder or they're the spouse of it and they're responding in a way that, um, that they've been corrupted with and that's how they turn to a negative action or behavior. Mm -hmm. We see it in, we see it daily, you know, in the news, at work, even in our church communities at times, uh, we see those, those things happen and we don't necessarily expect it to happen in our church communities. And I think that's one that sticks out for a lot of us. Having seen some things, um, you don't necessarily expect it to be there, but it's there and it's, it's there strongly. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of or listened to or read uh, anything by Mo Isom. Um, but she was a guest on a podcast and was talking about uh, pornography statistics. And they just, they blew me away um, just how bad it is and how, how, yeah, how prevalent it is and how much of it is out there and how, um, how many people are using it and how rampant it is in our, in our world these days. Um, some of the stats I'll go over because they, they just blew me away. And again, I got these uh, from that podcast and from, from Mo. Um, 4.6 billion hours were cons used consuming pornography on just one porn website in one year. 4.6 billion hours. I, I did a little bit further digging. This wasn't part of that, but I thought, well, how many approximately how many pornography websites are there dedicated to that. Uh, and I found that roughly uh, 1.3 million websites serving up pornography, pornographic material uh, exist. And obviously that's probably growing exponentially each day with how much of this is being uh, produced in the world right I, now. Yeah, I think it was something like every 20 minutes a new video is filmed. Yeah, every it was... 26 like minutes or something like mm -hmm. that every yeah every 26 minutes another video or another um some more material uh pornographic wise was being produced you know just think about that one site multiplied by so many sites um and just how how much of this is out there perverting not only our lives um but our kids lives 
just the world just driving a wedge in between the spirituality of people uh, and the goodness of people and taking them away from that and how easily that becomes a tool of of the enemy. It's hard to look away. If you imagine that there are 1.3 million websites and you're getting on the internet for anything, let alone what you're seeing on any kind of social media or billboards or anything else, not necessarily that that's pornographic on a billboard, but I mean, maybe it could appear that way to some down in Vegas, but um, but if you think about that, it's pretty hard to look away mm-hmm. if there's that many that are showing up in your face on a daily basis. Yeah, for sure. So going on further with the statistics, you know, that 4.6 billion hours equates to 17,000 lifetimes were spent in one year at that top uh, pornography site. Just that one site in one year. There were 17, the the equivalent of 17,000 lifetimes that were spent there. So that's 524,000 years of porn were consumed all in just one year on one site. I mean, just thinking about that is just, it's amazing to me, um, the amount of, of waste that has, that goes into that, um, and the amount of the enemy just taking away from everything else just in that one area Mm -hmm. is huge. Going further, um, 88% of the scenes depicted in those, in those videos that were taken in, um, were depicting a violent or aggressive sexual act. I mean, that just, it's huge. So 4 billion, 48 million hours were of violent or aggressive sexual acts, you know, just, just on that one site. I mean, that's, that's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we don't have to look far in the Bible, you know, to find the first instance of the enemy working to pervert the world, to, to corrupt the world, right? I mean, we look just in Genesis chapter 3, not very far into the Bible, and verses 1 through 5 talk about the serpent, you know, saying, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. So just that that division there, just that cunningness, Justification. Yeah, justification of, okay, well, you know, twisting the words of of God to get Adam and Eve in a position where they're no longer just in this beautiful place that God prepared for them, naked together and not knowing so. Mm -hmm. And perverting that to where now they, they know good between good and bad after after Eve ate of the fruit and they saw that they were naked and it perverted everything they felt shame because they were naked they went and put on you know the the fig leaf and you know those, those clothing items that they made to cover themselves now feeling the shame mm-hmm. it you know we all struggle with things um, but it's it's realizing where the enemy is working and calling him out 
that can begin to make the difference in our lives. I think that's great. And I, I really want to speak on that for a minute. I think that the more we're able to identify what triggers we have as an individual that open us up to giving the enemy that foothold, the more we could be successful in guarding against it. Because I think that individuals need to identify, like what you said earlier, what it feels like um, to be able to know how they are responding to it. We have to be our own voice because no one else can always see or hear when the enemy is coming in. You know, I can't always hold you accountable. We, we always put that expectation on other people. You know, we have an accountability partner, or we have this or we have that, but it's still us that has to know ourselves well enough to be able to guard against it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and speaking about you know, calling out the devil and being aware and, and like Corey's talking about, I mean, there are verses that talk about, about that uh, specifically. Uh, Romans sixteen twenty, it talks about, you know, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. You know, James chapter four, verse seven, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. There are those things that when we, when we call on the Lord, knowing that the enemy is working on us, that we can make that difference to, to drive that thought out of our head or, you know, that anger or frustration, whatever the, the enemy is using um, for that division, for that corruption, for that perversion, being aware and using the Lord to help drive that, that out, you know, will, will start to make progress in not allowing the enemy into that that portion of our life. I think so often we see God as a disciplining God or a something that we don't want to bring to him to have him help us with. Mm -hmm. But yet so often we are so quick to use other people to compare or justify what we are doing to make it okay. Mm -hmm. I see that with couples and relationships um, where you see the breakdown between them of somebody's not fulfilling their needs, so they go to somebody else. I think you can go all the way back to Genesis with this, where Eve could have easily blamed the snake, and Adam could have easily blamed Eve, you know, for their wrongdoings. But instead, they haven't turned inward. They go for these outward fulfillments. And if we could just look at what we are thinking and feeling on an inward measure and being able to turn that inward and have that relationship with Christ and turn it into that relationship rather than the rules that we're trying to follow, mm -hmm. we would be able to see it more as even a partnership and relationship with God in that way to help us. Yeah, absolutely. Almost shifting our, our thinking from from the Old Testament way of thinking, you know, to the New Testament way of thinking. Um, I guess is the easiest way to just set that apart, you know, not necessarily having to follow rules, but, um, but having that relationship like Corey's talking about. Mm -hmm. So finding those, find those areas that the enemy is attacking in your lives and drive him out. Always be aware and working to keep his influence out of your life, your family, and your marriage. Take some time after, after listening to this and, and think about those areas in your life. Um, that you you need the Lord's help to drive it out the enemy in and you know and work through those 
calling on the Lord to help you with that. Um, you know, we, we truly hope that, that the message that we brought to you today uh, was a blessing to you. And thought-provoking, as always, is what I try to bring every time I speak. Um, I'm hopeful that uh, in the future uh, we'll be able to bring back Corey for some other topics, um, whether they deal with trauma or other, other portions of, of our lives. Uh, I am excited to announce that given some changes uh, or in scheduling or, or that sort of thing, uh, Adam will have uh, a guest here in the next couple weeks um, that's going to be pretty special uh, as well. So please stay tuned. Uh, we'll post some things on our Instagram page. Uh, we'll continue to put out the emails to you guys, just kind of announcing some things when they come up. If you haven't followed the Instagram page, it's uh, Thin Line Believers, just like we have uh, on the podcast. Find it on there if you're on Insta, and uh, we'll be updating that uh, more and more as we go forward. So I hope you have had a blessed weekend and a blessed week, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for letting me be here. Thank you.